Hello there, we're doing chapter 14. Last time I already ascended a page. I'm probably just going to go from where I left off from. I hope you are enjoying. Um, so let's start. Chapter 14. Bobby nodded. I think so. Should we do something? I don't know. Shall I call Mum in, in the front garden? Probably. And the two of them rolled up the sofa laughing. Next door, Mr. McNumpy was in no fit state to be left alone. He slumped down on the chair while Tony put the kettle on, and Miranda nimbly leaped from the pram to the counter and back again, each time carrying a battered item of the shopping. Thank you, the old man mumbled as Tony handed him a cup of tea. Tony nodded, patted Mr. McNumpy gently on the shoulder. He no speak English, explained Miranda. He runs slow. Understand, but no speak yet. Me speak for him. I see, said Mr. McNumpty, weakly taking a nice slurp of warm tea. What country is he from? Oh, uh, said Miranda, some place far, far away. He saved my life. I've been such a nasty miserable before. How can I ever thank him? No need, shut Miranda brightly. That boy's bad, Tony bite them good. And she gave a flute-like hoot of laughter. And this set Tony off in a loud hyena cackle. Mr. McNumpty's eyes widened in surprise. But the laughter was infectious. And before he knew it, he was laughing himself. He hadn't laughed for years. And the feeling of it cheered him up instantly. Those boys will think of it. Twice about stealing animals shopping in the future, chuckled, and that big one will have a good set of teeth marks in on his backside. Bath time's going to be painful business for that young muffin. They were all laughing loudly together now, and Tony's teeth were on full display. Blimey, you've got some gnashes on you, Tony, said Mr. McNumpty, admiring. Mine come out at night, unfortunately. After the laughing had stopped and the tea was finished, Miranda and Tony thought they should leave, but Mr. McNulty seemed no hurry to be on his own. So Miranda settled down in her pram for a nap. The two chaps sat thoughtfully at the table for a moment. Much to his surprise, Mr. McNulty was enjoying the company of someone his own age. He'd never been one for a chat or a gossip. So the fact that Tony didn't speak didn't bother him in the slightest. Fancy a game of dominoes? He asked Tony Shrug. Rumoros, he tried to say. Dom in O's, said Mr. McNumpty slowly. Don't suppose you know what dominoes is? Tony Shrug said. Let me teach you then. I've got a set somewhere. Now later, when Miranda woke up from her snooze, the two new friends were hunched over the domino game, completely engrossed. Grapes, please, Mr. McNump, yawned Miranda. No grapes, I'm afraid. Will an apple do? asked Mr. McNumpty. He got up from rescued apples from the counter and handed it to Miranda, who proceeded to nibble daintily. And please, he said, blushing at little, call me niggle. He turned back to Tony. And the dominoes, my own? Tony nodded. A while later, the game was over and Tony and Miranda got ready to leave. Shall we have another game tomorrow? Tony nodded in, fusi- in 
Freeze act quickly. As they opened the front door, they found Mrs. Bold standing nervously on the doorstep while Betty and Bobby peeking out from behind her skirt. She had come rushing in from the garden when the twins called her and had been wondering ever since whether to go round to Mr. McNulty's or not. Finally, her curiosity and her concern had gotten the better of her. Is everything all right? she asked. But suddenly she couldn't help giggling as she saw Mr. McNulty put his arm affectionately on Tony's shoulder. Everything is fine, absolutely fine, Miranda. Tony, Miranda and Tony have been most kind, and we've just finished a delightful game of dominoes. Same time tomorrow, Tony? Tony nodded, and Betty and Bobby just couldn't help it. They broke out into the longest and loudest hyena laugh ever. Dominoes with Mr. McNulty? Whatever next? And so it was that Tony and Mr. McNulty, or Niggle, as we are now allowed to call him, became firm, if unlikely, friends. A game of dominoes after Tony's afternoon walk became a daily tradition. They even put guests to ice creams together at the ice cream parlour, if you please. And it, it did Tony the world to have a good friend, and he seemed much happier and more settled. And patiently, every day, Mr. McNulty attempted to teach Tony a... Uh, few more English words. Tony puckered his lips, bravely attempted to speak, but somehow his tongue seemed to get in the way and the words never came out back to front. Never mind, at least you're trying and comforted, Mr. McNumpty. We'll get there one day. Nigel's anonymous towards his neighbours was replaced with smarts, and whenever he met Mrs. Bold, a gallant bow and a cherry hello. He even posted a Christmas card through their letter box in early December, signed Niger. To everyone at number 41, kind regards are your affectionate neighbour, Niger. Goodness, what a turnaround, Mr. Bob, placing the card on the mantel place. There was a nice man inside trying to get out all along, said Mr. Bob. It just took Tony to find him and wrinkle him out. Do you think we should invite him to Christmas dinner, suggested Mr. Bold. It seems a shame for him to be alone next door while we're having while we're all tucking into our talking. Yes, said Mr. Bold. We've already got Minnie coming, and as her parents are going to spend the day making soup for homeless people. Very kind of them, concluded Mr. Bold. I thought it does mean we'll actually have to cook the cup turkey this year, pointed out Mrs. Bold, which I doubt will be tasty. It'll make a nice change, said Mr. Bold, and the two old codgers can have a nice game of done on the noise after dinner. Perfect, agreed Mrs. Bold, and she sighed contently. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Oh, uh, after that was our second last chapter. I hope you're enjoying this. Please write a review. I hope you're enjoying the series as much as I am. Uh, I hope you're happy.